Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. Brought to you with Levi Solicitors. A 10% discount can be yours at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Dan Moylan with you, along with Michael Normanson and Moscow White. Daniel Chapman. And speaking of discounts as well, 25% off the cover price of the summer special, which is being expertly modelled by Moscow for you there. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to the audio version, you will just have to imagine theatre of the mind and all that. You can hear it. It's a riffle. That's me riffling. Uh, Through sum- 100 and no. How many pages is in this thing? Loads. 164-ish. Mm-hmm. Also modelling uh, a fantastic yellow and blue Sunday League shirt. It's not for sale though, is it? Whereas no, true. This Yeah, it's available is- on our website as well. Is that if you are a non-TSB Plus member, TSB Plus members, 25% off the cover price. Excellent. Go get it. Um, That's in- two pounds. Into the, the football then and the, the summer roundup, which is what we're doing here on the weekly show. Uh, news... Um, you said to me before we started recording this, Michael, it feels like it's ages between shows now because stuff's actually happening. Like Tyler Adams, we've had him for ages, haven't we? Bored of him. Old news. Buy someone else. Except we hadn't completed his signing when we uh, recorded last. We have now. Seems like a fine young man, doesn't he? It's yeah. What, what I take from the his, his welcome video and oh, all the I, I little like chats him. he's done. Yeah, he seems like like a nice guy. He wouldn't get a hug like that from Jesse if he wasn't a good guy, would he? Victor Alter likes a hug as well, doesn't he? A big old... He likes a... He's a but likes to hurt you a bit when he hugs you, though, does Alter have noticed. Jesse's in more of a warm embrace. Victor's like a... You, yeah. get a... you get a real stinging mark on your back, I think, from one of Victor Alter's ones. It's the kind of stag do at 2am hug mm. that you get from Victor. Jesse's hugs linger, but Victor's bruises last longer. Did you see the signing video as well? Very reminiscent of uh, those who have long-term VHS and DVD collections. Um, the video of Ridsdale doing a tour of Leeds in a car. My Leeds, my Leeds United. I love Leeds United. Mm. Needed that under it, didn't it, really? Which was an, on Peter's. Another damn good reason to subscribe to TSB Plus and get that extra ball episode where we go through that. But the Yeah, the Tyler Adams message seemed to be he's from New York, wasn't it? So that was kind of the thing, wasn't it? Look, he's from New York. It's where he's, <laughs> it's where he's come from. And now he's here. So there was, they did the, there was that picture of Times Square, that, but it had a Yorkshire T logo on it as well. That was also to say, look, an American... In Yorkshire. Yeah. It's the classic fish out of war scenario, isn't it? It could hilarious consequences. I hope if we're doing any kind of uh, documentaries or stuff this season, it's going to be, you know, maybe it could be Tyler Adams and uh, Brendan Aronson could be like the old couple trying to get to grips with life in Yorkshire, but miles away from home. And when it comes to the comparisons with uh, Calvin Phillips, similar in some ways, but in other ways different. Bosco, you, you did a perfect American accent last time. <laughs> Hey, you wise guy. <laughs> hey, you're friends with a guy that breaks up plays. And uh, that turned out to be true. My half-remembered struggle of... Mm. I had um, Tyler Adams as a child once come and sorted Jesse Marsh's tactics out halfway through a game. 
did happen. So I, I found it eventually. It's in what is uh, his coaching webinar. He describes like it's part of a long example of how Jesse loves to empower the fine young men, and he, it's one of his favourite stories about Tyler Adams. So that was all correct. So the accent was not wasted. But it does sound like he's he's Jesse's man, doesn't he? In, in many many ways, he says he's a a transitional player um, who does a lot of running around, which I think is what we we came to to love of Jesse's midfield last season. All the running around. <laughs> well, he'll have his own men in there now, and in Rocker, you've got someone who's got a good left foot because we saw the the York friendly, didn't we? That happened after we recorded last time. Uh, I say York friendly, friendly against Blackpool in York, and he was one of the. Uh, the people who stood out to me. Don't know about you. What did you, what did you make of it? I thought it was brilliant. In it, uh, he did a few miscontrols followed by a big lunge, which I think he's going to. It was a bit reminiscent of Calvin, actually. He the old the, the, the furpo manoeuvre. He used to do that sometimes. Um, but no, I thought I thought Rock looked really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. That the young lad in midfield looked decent too. The uh, the child. Yeah, Rocker's left foot was crazy. So I'm a big fan of that, and he will get sent off a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly, he'll probably be. Maybe the first couple of months it's going to be like three red cards before he gets used to the Premier League. That'll be like kind of... So ten and then we'll all be worried. Yeah, can he... Will he be all right? But then uh, second half of the season, he won't get booked once. Excellent. Yeah, I like the look of Rocker. Sinistera, now he signed on the same day that the friendly was played, didn't he? Have you seen the video of him of him dancing that is on the socials? Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of video of him. The videos of him... Well, the, the club did like a, a long, uncut version of them both signing, which was nice. Of them all going around the dressing room. It was just basically them shaking hands with people and hugging. Yeah. But mm. super slow mo of him picking up a pen and in the dark signing and But it was nice. Good. So I liked all that. Uh, nice to see Lewis Bates' angry face as he was being <laughs> introduced to new players. <laughs> Don't know why he seemed furious. Everyone else seemed quite pleased to see him. He just looked a bit sulky. He's only a young lad though, you know. Stewie Dallas in there with his crutches. It's good to see him still kicking about the changing rooms as well. It's still at the heart of things. Going, ah, oh, you two know each other when it was um Tyler and and Aronson mm-hmm. having their little hug and stuff so it's nice I think it's good that we're keeping keeping those players in the mix still it was Jackie Harrison I was, was Jackie Tyler Adams wasn't met it? Jackie and because they played against each other that was right sorry. and then that became, and then one of the uh, physios when he was inspecting Tyler Adams torso was also like oh did you play against Jackie and MLA he's like yeah so I imagine you probably spent most of the day you probably had to cut all the other times he says yeah I played against <laughs> I played against Jack, yeah, yeah. And me and Brendan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's tough though, isn't it? Those sort of new meetings when you go, good journey then? Everyone's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, good, yeah, good. Settling in? Yeah, good, good. It's so sorted out, yeah. 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 Can I get you, shall I, I'm going to go get coffee because <laughs> I'm desperately dying inside. I want to get away from you. Lay on the bed, I'm going to bend your knee. That's what they always do in those videos, just just stretching them out. Well, what are they doing there? Because we've, we've obviously touched before on your expertise when it comes to coaching and, and physioing. Just checking the knees bend. Yeah. That's the, one of the main functions of the knee, so they just check it. What else? What else does the knee do? Knee needs to do apart from bend, kick. So you see, it's it, responsible. It's involved, for the kick. It's involved in the kicking as yeah. well, which is again is important. They do one as well where they lay them on the edge and sort of bend the hip down. What's that for? That's to make sure the hip works as well. What's the hip there for? Uh, standing, right. running, yeah, and and also the kicking for that as well. Oh right, multi multi purpose then. Yeah. So, but the, like, the, your, like the Dremel multi that you can these buy. These two tip top. Yeah, all the bits of them all working. Good, so it was good. When they tested them at Leeds Beckett, you know, they have them in for the day first and do all the tests. Mm. The video of Diego Urente when he's on that uh, machine that kind of resists your legs. Oh, it looks painful, that. He looked like, it seemed like he was in so much pain, he looked like a completely different person. 
<laughs> his face completely altered to just, it was another person's face. I didn't recognize him. I was like, who's that player? And then he stopped and then he kind of looked at the, he looked at the camera as well. Ah, you got a good video. I thought, oh, it's Diego Llorente. And I watched it back a couple of times. It completely alters who he is as a person. That's a strong machine. <laughs> Need one of them. What does that machine do, Michael? That's a, that's a leg puller. Uh-huh. A, a leg pull pusher. Pull push. A yeah. pull pusher. Excellent. Yeah, they do both on it. Um, Sinistera, just going back to him for a minute. I'm excited by him as a sign-in. I mean, he's not going to be excited by a, a Colombian international winger. Uh, who dances on socials. It's also given me an excuse to buy a, a admittedly, almost certainly knockoff Columbia shirt from DH Gate. You know, the mm. 1991, because it's a really nice shirt, is that? Oh, I, would, I mean, they've got a few nice ones, because the 1991's a classic, Carlos Valderrama. Mm. Um, 94 was pretty good as well. Are you going to well. get a Valderrama wig? It's, uh, it's an option. It's an option for me. Have you seen that, um, that meme of Shearer uh, suggesting that he should just turn up sometime on Match of the Day with like a big hair transplant down to his shoulders? You should do that. Mm. is there a plan for this is the crucial gag in that tweet um, but there's also the one they had more recently maybe it was 2018 with the diagonal pinstripes mm. maybe we should draw this by Columbia shirts and we can all turn up in our favourite and make uh, Lewis feel at home because I don't know what else they did that with him as well because you know they did the whole Tyler Adams is from New York stuff so here's some New York things they tweeted a, a picture of a bag of coffee right. for Lewis could have like, been worse he's <laughs> <laughs> these these are these are some things from Colombia. Him and a bag of coffee. He's a bit of a mystery compared to some of the others. I don't know if it's kind of whether the the media in Holland doesn't do as much background or whether he's just underrated or may, or maybe it's more that there's a lot of attention on the American science. But I feel like I know Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson's life stories inside out, down to like the grades they got at school. Whereas Sinistera, all I know is that he's pretty good at football. I, and there's the dancing videos as well, but even on the behind the scenes, the uncut video of him signing, all he does is say hello to people and that's pretty much it. And then says, yeah, I, I hope I play some good football at least. I, there is nothing, I have no knowledge about him. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, well, I've just Wikipedia'd him actually in his first club over in Colombia. Uh, do you know who that is? Have you heard of him? Is it Once Caldas? Yes, Once Caldas. Um, they play in all white, which is good. So mm. it was destined to happen. Their nickname is El Blanco. Do you know what that means? Yes. Go on. Uh, the Blanks. The, the Blanks. Correct. Right there, yeah. uh, and the other, one of their other nicknames, which I guess has been drawn from El Blanco, is El Blanco Blanco de... Uh, the Blankety Blanks. <laughs> no, Their uh, Manizales, club president which, is Les Dos. Which means... Les Dos Inios. Yes, excellent. Uh, the White White of Manizales. Uh, uh, Los Albos, which also means the Albos. Mm. Don't know what they are. It's half an albatross. And the Albo team as well. <laughs> Correct. What a lovely mascot. Half an albatross. Just. Well, if you can have a, you know, a, an armed snake, you can have half an albatross. It's uh, fine. We should mention the armed snake as well, because um, Fang, and I incorrectly titled the episode uh, about Fang the snake, Fang with an F. But yeah. it's, it's Fang with a PH like Philadelphia, because he's the Philadelphia mascot. They should change Philadelphia to an F. But um, not only can that snake walk and use his arms, opposable thumbs and all that sort of stuff, um, he can evidently tweet because he wants to come on the show, doesn't he? Begging to come on the podcast. So what's he going to do? Come on and hiss? <laughs> Bizarrely. I don't know what we're going to say. If yeah. you've got any suggestions for what we should ask Fang, <laughs> other than getting into the bullshit story of, yeah. his, cre- of his creation, because I think that's... That needs some real interrogation. Is that a couple of episodes back, about 281 or thereabouts? Yeah, yeah it's, it's the one called Fang the Snake. There's yeah. something about cleats and lightning and then he 
there was an agony in your arms. He and, knows Brendan though, doesn't he? Yeah. But then again, as I was just saying, I feel like I already know Brendan. It's like, there's nothing you can tell me that I've already read in a, you know, a Grant Wilde profile. So it's... I like to think when Brendan turned 21, so he could then go out and socialise and have a beer and stuff back in his native Philadelphia, that he went out with Fang in full costume, you know, walking he up was, to Dorman uh, and stuff. He was in Austria. Mm-hmm. He turned 21. It was only October. Maybe Fang flew out. He was doused with lager beer when the ironic Red Bulls celebrated using that drink. I don't know if they got fined by the powers that be in the franchise for celebrating by spraying beer around instead of the corporate booze. But yeah, he says he's not a big drinker and uh, they chased him around the pitch until they poured some beer over him. Yeah. Um, so that's the kind of... You don't of want to get doused in Red Bull though, that'd be very, very sticky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd take ages to come off, mm-hmm. wouldn't that? You'd be in the shower for ages. Yeah. So it, it seemed like that was maybe his first taste of the devil's drink. Rafinha, our other exciting South American winger for a bit. He's yeah. off then, isn't he? And don't you just wish this would kind of hurry up now? It was nice while it lasted, wasn't it? It was nice. I'm really glad we've had him. We've had a nice time with him. I think I said before on the show, he never properly felt like ours, did he? He always felt no, like the property of Deco. Yeah, no, he did. He I mean, did he, he was in the away end at Brentford, but really, we all knew deep down, Deco is tugging on his strings. Come on, we'll put him poison, poison in his ear. We'll get out of here soon. We'll go, we'll go to Barcelona or something like that. Wanker. Anyway, that needs to hurry up. Yeah, it does. I mean, Barcelona, they've, they've agreed to it now, apparently. But I do wonder with Barcelona whether or not they've agreed to something without having the money. Because like, that seems walk, walk to be... into the Ferrari showroom going, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll buy it. I'll, t- I'll take that. Yeah. I'll be. I'll, I'll come I'll back down. pay next time. I'll pay for it next time when S- I pop in. Suitcase full of cash. Just because the, the way Barcelona seem to do things is they just say, oh, we'll, we'll work out a way to pay for that later. And as long as they owe the money to someone else, and we get the money. I guess that's fine. I don't care who they're borrowing it from, as long as it's in our bank account. Or actually, not in our bank account, spent on other footballers. The mad thing is, I don't think the cash is the problem. I, I ended up reading ESPN's like 20,000 word breakdown of all their financial troubles. And it's all just down to the salary cap in La Liga. Like the, they've got those free transfers lined up and they can't even sign those. So it's not a question of money. It's a question of being... 144 million euros down on their equivalent of the financial fair play calculation. And they reckon. So this is... It's worth saying, though, well, the, the, the FFP in Spain is live, isn't it? It's a live thing. It moves day to day. Like, yeah. it's an algorithm that's constantly working on where you are, how much you've got. It's not like in England where they do it at the end of each season. Do you know about the app? Tell me about the app. So when they go to register a player, they have an app and they basically go on the, app. Uh, the La Liga app and say, we would, we are signing Rafinha, can we register him, please? And it checks, can you do, 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 no. Like on Football Manager, where you sometimes got to sign someone, and you can only offer someone like 200 quid. It's just greyed out. No, it's it just, just goes, you're not having him. So that's why they've got that queue of um, Chelsea escapees mm. uh, waiting to, to do something. But so the theory is that by pulling their economic levers, ka-ching, they get money, they're mortgaging off their broadcasting income for the next 20 years which they've done once already haven't they yeah and they're doing it again well there's the media they've got a media company that they're selling half of and if that then gets them to par so instead of being 144 million down they're at basically zero they still technically can't sign anybody but there is a provision under covid kind of recovery regulations where if you're down a certain amount for every four pounds you take in, you can spend a pound. 
So if they sell a player for 20 million, they can buy one for five. But if they get it to par, it goes to one, one. So then for every million they take in, they can spend a million. So that's how they're hoping to sign all these right. players. But then the thing to remember, they get, the fees get amortized over the length of the player's contract. So if they want to buy, if they get it to zero and they're at par and it could be one in, one out, and they want to give us 70 million round number for Rafinha, they can give us that cash because they probably got the cash and then give him a 10-year contract for the sake of argument. It goes in their books as 7 million pound per year. So they need to, if I'm understanding it right and bearing in mind, I didn't actually sleep last night because it was that really hot night. And <laughs> so it was about five in the morning that I ended up reading about this. Then they need to get in 7 million quid or take 7 million pound off their wage bill so that they can have 7 million in the books, but we would get the 70 million up front is kind of how it's got to work. Yeah, because I mean, FFP, that's how it does work, is that when you sell someone, you bank the whole amount immediately, don't you? But when you buy somebody, it gets written off. That's what you mean by amortization. It gets written off over the course of the con- uh, the contract just for an accounting purpose. It doesn't mean you necessarily pay for the player in that way. You yeah. might pl- pay in two installments, three installments, but it gets written off in that way. Because I think there's a certain amount of fear with Barcelona is that if we do a deal with them, we're never going to see the money. But I think from what I'm gathering, they've got all the cash um, or they can guess all the cash. It's just that they physically are not allowed under the rules to give it. And they may not in the future have the cash because they keep mortgaging everything they've got. That, that's not a very good way to be going on with the business. But It's like mortgaging off your uh, your future season ticket revenue, for example. Mm, but they've only, the broadcasting come so far, it's like 10% of their La Liga fees has gone for it and they haven't even touched the Champions League stuff. So they're still richer than God. It's absolutely fine. Anybody else in their position would be like, oh, we need to cut back. But being Barcelona, they're like, oh, well, we can only sign Lewandowski in this case, isn't it? So, Do you know what I want um, to happen, Moscow? What I want to happen is I want them to pony up the money, as it looks like they're going to do, and we'll come on to the fee in a second, pony up the money, get Rafinha in, but then they can't register him and he can't play for six months. That's, <laughs> That's what punishment. I want. Yep, and it's punishment for him for leaving us. Uh, it's punishment for Deco for making him leave us. It's punishment for Barcelona from for taking him from us. Mm. Obviously, that's a better option than Chelsea. It, yeah, we're all so in agreement about that. We don't want yeah. to see him prancing around in a Chelsea shirt, do we? And he does. He clearly he doesn't, want, go. He doesn't no. want to go either. Which is even if he ends up there by some twist, the fact he very clearly doesn't want to go. He's gonna be like, fine, I'll go play in the Champions League for them instead if I have to. But no, it's it's nice that he clearly is um, snubbing them. Arsenal would be a total waste of his time and their time because they'll just fail. And then I've just been also reading and looking at the videos of Harry Kane running into these pukes. So maybe that's why he didn't even entertain the idea of Tottenham. So um, just Barcelona just is the best that. place. <laughs> yeah, if we can't have him, Barcelona is probably the best place for yeah, you to go. Well, you're trying to punish him. Hmm. Let's remember him on the last day. I know he's good. He's he great. was good, wasn't he? And I really and, like him. And he would, he would have made his move to Barcelona very much more straightforward had he just allowed us mm. to be relegated. And the goal setting up Joffy as well against Norwich. Of course, yeah. That was meant. But I'm I'm piling all this on Deco, really. Yeah, fine. I'm, I'm happy for him to be miserable. Based on um, on no evidence whatsoever. On he the- should, Rafinha, go join Kev Sharp. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying to you. Give it, help him out. Help yeah, the man he's out. He's got space for a client. He's lost it, Calvin, hasn't yeah. he? So get, 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 uh, get Rafinha on your books. On the fee, I know everybody's getting a bit antsy because... Rafinha still not being sold seems to be just putting the brakes on us buying another player at the minute because we obviously want the money in so we can pay the money out. However, if we're hanging in there for the fee that we actually want to get somewhere close to what Chelsea are paying, 
I think credit to the club for that. I think we absolutely need to nail these bastards to the wall for it. Particularly because we know, as we we said, we all feel like Calvin was slightly undersold. I know this. I mean, this is the plan, isn't it, to sell your top players for top money? So Calvin felt like not quite top money. So we need to we need to actually execute the plan if this is going to work. If you mm. if you let guaranteed brilliant players go for not that much and replace them for someone who for half the value, you don't even know if they're going to be any good. Plan doesn't necessarily work, does it? It, it needs to be, um, and you're adding to the wage bill as well. Obviously, when you're adding multiples of of these players onto the into the squad. So yeah, it feels it feels if it can be around sixty five seventy, it feels like an all right sort of price for a senior. I think we had it confirmed by David Moyes, didn't we? Said that West Ham bid loads more. We didn't say loads more. We said we bid more than that about him going to Manchester City. But there was things where we're getting it with Rafinha wanting to go to Barcelona as well as the the negotiations after working lots of different directions. So you uh, you can't just force somebody to go to West Ham against their will because they're the highest bidder anymore, which is um, bit of a shame but also probably if you regard footballers as human beings with rights um, <laughs> which I don't which I've clearly made clear I've laid out my stall on that and I don't <laughs> and also I mean selling Calvin in January would have potentially resulted in a, a bit of early redevelopment of the, the West <laughs> of the West Stand I think people may have gone and just burnt the thing down again did Moyes is he called what's he called David, David. Mr West Ham uh, <laughs> did he specify the January bid or did they come again in summer he specified January, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Oh. They were definitely in, in January, weren't they? Yeah, I wasn't sure if he meant they'd come back this mm-hmm. summer for him. Um, I'm sure they would have tried to buy him, but um, basically, why would you go to West Ham? That's They've still got that problem. It's, they can bid all the money they want, but then, you know, players have some self-respect. But we can't all be Julian Dix. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Talking there in part one about forcing players to go to clubs they don't want to go to. You're looking forward to signing Charles de Keller. He's <laughs> absolutely ashen face on a signing video. <laughs> <laughs> Bryn Law saying to him so Charles are you pleased to be here <laughs> no <laughs> him and Pat Bamford pointing at each other like that Spider-Man meme <laughs> yeah he's got in Milan isn't he I think well they, well, he, he clearly wants to go there if, yeah but I, if almost, they, if they I almost don't want him anymore even though he looks dead good just because he's 
he doesn't want to be here, does he? I think it sounds like we can agree a fee, and he doesn't want to come. Is is it not a little bit like though when you you know I mean you've you've got kids you know that when you take them for a day out and you think oh this this will be nice little treat day out for for the boys or whatever and they they just moan incessantly when mm. they get there you kind of you say you will have fun you kind of force them into fun. I'm so lucky to be here. Yeah, and that's exactly how we should treat the kettle there. Okay. Make, make him enjoy himself. Make, make him enjoy Leeds. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe you will, but probably not. I mean, they're knocking down the San Siro and building something else. Just come to Leeds. It's we're getting. Kind of, um, uh, it's kind of the reverse of what we were talking about with players being able to choose the clubs now, like in the olden days, where they just get hauled into an office and say, Charles, you've been sold to Leeds. And then you find out years later that he never, ever wanted to come. And um, he hated every moment of it, but. Not my my problem. No, it, it seems quite to be quite a sensitive soul. Like looking at his background, and he's he's got his girlfriend. He needs his girlfriend to be happy. She's not going to be happy in Milan with the nice weather and scenery mm. and, the, and the fashion and the you know very 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 high standard of living and all that kind of thing. I uh, mean, I'm sure they'd have a reasonable standard of living in in Yorkshire. Well, she's what, what I was going to say was she is a, a dentistry student, and I know I know that he's keen for her to be able to carry on her studies. What have we got in Leeds? I don't know a dentistry thing. Yep. Probably yeah, School of Dentistry at is Leeds that? University, yeah. Okay. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So that's the Worsley building, isn't it? Yeah, it ticks that box. They've it's got a fine example of brutalism. They've got Lake Garda in northern Italy. We've got water. Surely the biggest selling point is everybody's terrible teeth. Mm. That's what the British are known for. They have loads of practice. Plenty of work. Nobody can afford toothpaste anymore, so she'll have a field day. Are we going to welcome him with open arms if he signs? We might as well, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> there's no point. There's no point going, oh, you've come, have you? <laughs> Absolutely love, <laughs> loveless relationship. <laughs> I, might, I might wear an SC Milan shirt to a game, see if I can get him to sign it. <laughs> I mean, the only difference here is that we know. Like, I mean, who knows if, you know, Rasmus Christensen, he was halfway to uh, Borussia Dortmund, wasn't he, until... So what's his reason for coming to Leeds? Is it that he always wanted to play for Leeds? Is it Jesse Marsh or is it just, oh, Premier League? And that's kind of what we're trying to sell to the Kettler as well as it's like look Premier League you'll be on telly all the time you'll be worth millions more basically the offer to uh, De Kettler is if you go to Milan it's a very nice place you'll be in the Champions League but Syria bit rubbish off the beaten track completely yeah. yeah if you come here you'll be a Premier League player and we'll sell you to a Champions League club in two years yep. and so the whole business of like maybe he doesn't want to be here and maybe he won't like it's not his first choice club is kind of it's irrelevant. We're not going to be, we're never going to be putting a statue up to him or anything like that. He'll just be here for a couple of years. He'll be great. And then he'll go. So it's fucking awful. If it? he's not happy about it, Football's, fine. As long as he scores a load of goals. Football's and he's dead stupid. Good. Well, it's, we are where we are. I mean, I grew up on the idea that David Batty was going to be at Leeds forever. And it came as quite the shock when he wasn't. Let me tell you that. Well, then, and, and almost, I know it's, it's, it's incomparable now to a modern game. Isn't that an argument that nothing's changed? 1993 just buggers off anyway. Yeah. And to compare different eras as well, they are current champions, aren't they? AC Milan. Mm. And champions of what though? What this is what I'm saying. In 93, they were like, it was like the best league in the world and AC yeah. Milan were like the best team in the world. And the thought, that, the thought that Leeds United would even be competing for a play with them would have been strange at that point because we were signing I mean, what is it? it's Carlton only, Palmer. It's only three or four years since we've been in the Champions League. So what are they banging on about? <laughs> yes, it was just yesterday. <laughs> Idiots. And if we don't get him, do you want someone else? Let's find someone the reluctant, hopeful. Callum Wendo. If it's going to be someone, if it's going to be him, why not? Yeah. I mean, I've watched them both on YouTube. They're both on there. That's that's puts them sort of equal in my mind. We're obviously bidding for him, aren't we? Because they've um, they've turned it down apparently, which is good. Although 
I mean, all joking apart, he does look like quite a different player to the Kettler. Like the mm-hmm. Kettler looks a little bit more kind of a, a link-up man, whereas Callum Wendo looks to be sort of power pace and sort of direct. A, a striker is what, what I say. meant. Yeah, a striker. He does. He scores one goal on YouTube where he kicks it onto his other foot by accident and it loops over the goalkeeper. Did he mean to do that? No. Trick shots. Are you sure? He's doing trick shots. That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, we'll get him as well. Okay. The next he, is he currently out Paris Saint Germain? Yeah, but they, they've loaned him out for a couple mm. of years because we haven't had an ex Paris Saint Germain player for a while since Saul Bamba. Mm. Don't think it's been one since him. Nope, definitely not. No, nobody. Always, would, nobody would matter. It's always nice for. to go on the internet sometimes and just have a look on Google Images. Saul Bamba in a Paris Saint Germain kit. It's good. It'll just. It's just one of those things. He's a good guy and he looks good in it, and it's just a nice thing to think about. Hey, Michael, you said uh, on the Phil Hay show last week you were quite optimistic. Are you still feeling optimistic because you wanted us to sign all the midfielders and we haven't got all the midfielders? We've got some, some. though. Yeah. We've definitely got some. Which is more than none. Yeah, I think I am. I think I'm, I think I'm optimistic. I'm now Until with the... I see them. There's obviously a risk with all these players because they do all look exciting and it's encouraging that we've, we seem to have targeted these players and actually got them. Whereas if you remember, like, summer's past under Bates, you were at this, it was at this stage that Bates was on the radio saying, well... All these players are unemployed, mm. and we're gonna get, and they're asking too much money still at the moment, and we're gonna pick them up in August for for less. And you were thinking, Christ, who's gonna be left at that point? Whereas this, we've very much gone out this summer and bought players we wanted straight away, and that can only be good. I think so. And yeah. in positions that we need, yeah, I mean, the, 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 obviously, there's going to be a question around whether they are the right signings, but that is a different question to have we acted decisively and yeah. I mean, you don't know do you, until we're like six games in and saying they're all. They're all terrible and um, <laughs> absolutely barracking sinister for yeah. running into another uh, brick wall. Exactly, get Stuart Dallas on with his with his cast on mm. to, to have half an hour. So you don't know, but on paper it all seems encouraging. They're all of a good age. They've all played the things. They've all played a decent amount of football as well. Like Adams has played two hundred and forty games or something in his career, which is absolutely tons for for someone who's still in his early early to mid twenties. So they're all encouraging. Let's see. Um, what I was going to ask was, uh, do we need more midfielders though? Yep. We still need more midfielders. Another, another four or five. Outgoing loans. Shackleton looks like he might be going out because he didn't go to Australia, did he? If we had to class him as a midfielder. So we'll be even lighter in midfield with uh, with Shackleton potentially going to Millwall on loan. Joining Crezzy, Creswell. Poor old Shack. He could never get a game in midfield, could he? He really struggled. He was only ever put on at, at right back, it felt like, even though that's not his not his actual position. Um, yeah, I think he probably needs a move. It's where he played against uh, Blackpool as well. Came on at right back. I don't know if that is him now or whether Marshes has paid no attention to him. He did. Jesse did say towards the end of last season, like he'd watch some videos of him in different positions. And yeah, so when he picked him uh, for the second half of the Blackpool match, right back it was. So it'll be interesting if he does go to Millwall or hopefully somewhere better to see where they play him and what becomes of him. But well, they're, they're falling in love with uh, Creswell already, aren't they? The Lions. Can they be nicer to us then in future? Mm. I mean, I hope to never play them again. But Do you want to be friends with Millwall? If we had, well, it'd be nice if they didn't that have was to... branch time. It'd be nice if they hadn't printed off turkey flags and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, let's, let's not... Don't be dickheads, yeah, eh? don't, don't poke fun at people who've been murdered. No. That's all we're asking. If yeah. you like Charlie Cresswell, don't do that anymore. How about that as a deal? But uh, he'll, I, think, I've, I think he'll do well there with Cresswell. I'm, uh, um, I'm kind of looking forward to... Not had to support Millwall, isn't it? But I'm looking forward to him doing well, and then ripping him back from them. We need him, they're desperate to keep him. We need him to be their player of the season as they concede 100 goals. He needs to do a full Melier, doesn't he? 
like just be the the outstanding player in the team that cannot defend. And we'll, we'll speak about Blackpool and natural football in a sec. Before we do, final sort of player out movement, QPR, Tyro, with a view to a four and a half million pound transfer. Moscow, how are you feeling? Um, tired, <laughs> as discussed. About Tyler's movement to, to QPR, because you, you always defended him and his position in the team and being barracked, the poor lad. Well, I always said that the point of keeping him last season was to see, uh, it was like a race between him and Gellhart and probably Greenwood coming out the outside to see who would stay. And by the end of the season, I also predicted it would be Gellhart who would be playing better than Roberts. And then we make a decision on what happens to Roberts after that. So it's all come to pass. I just don't think it needed quite the angst along the way. I feel a bit sorry for him now he's gone. As much as I, I didn't particularly want to see him in the team, and it used to frustrate me when he would always come on, and I'd be thinking like, we've got to, we've got to aim for better than this. Which I guess we, is what the summer transfer business is is establishing is that he will no longer be the you know the the first option to be used off the bench. But to his credit, he felt like he never he never hid at all because he did get criticism, and I'm sure he will have been aware of some of it. And like the the roar of the crowd when Gelhart's coming on, for example, versus the kind of that went around when when Roberts was coming on. But yeah. he would he would always come around and applaud fans and stuff like he would do he would do that side of things in a way that I think was actually quite admirable for, yeah, someone, for someone who was quite often getting the bit of stick you're right. so and I think he'll, I think we forget that probably that he's actually an alright player as well like he'll I think if he can get into a, a championship team and get established and play the same position every week I think he's probably going to do fine he yeah. was quite unfortunate when he joined because he had the shin injury straight after signing I think it was his first training session and then the operation to fix his shin ended up, uh, they put a steel rod in there alongside a bacterial infection that was eating his leg from within and nearly cost him his career. So when people say he didn't learn enough from Bielsa, he didn't kick on, he's not improved, he spent the first two years that Bielsa was here struggling to get fit because nobody could diagnose why his leg was trying to destroy itself. So it's kind of, he didn't he didn't even get the sort of the, the full benefit of Bielsa, I think. the Him doing the applauding the crowd at the end of every game is kind of, some people might think it's neither here nor there, but I think it's an example of why he'll probably end up doing pretty well because he's got the, he uses a, a sports psychologist coach who says he's one of the best players he's worked with from a mentality point of view because when he was injured, he he couldn't physically train, so he concentrated on mental training. And it's all about processes and mindset and attitude, and that's part of it. So every time he was on the pitch, he was the first player to go and applaud the fans and he was the last player down the tunnel and you can contrast that with, you know, Rodrigo got some stick last season for just buggering off all the time but win, lose, draw, whether he's had a good game, whether he's been booed or not, nope, he does these things because these are the things that will make him successful. So to keep, he will keep plugging away and he'll, he'll get somewhere. Do you know how many times he played last season? How many appearances he made? I'd guess quite a, including the bench, I'd guess quite a lot. Was it like, 30 or something daft no I can't he was injured at the end probably 20 or something half yeah 23 yeah. compared to Gelhart about the same yeah they ended up there was only like three games difference in terms of minutes less than that in fact Roberts started seven Gelhart started five I remember Gelhart was injured for quite a lot of it as well so I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the problem Roberts had last season was just perception and people just wanting to do jokes on Twitter I think he'd probably have had an easier time if people just tweeted less Blackpool. So we did play that game. We won that game. We mentioned it before. Rocker was the only new signing on show at that point. Um, young boy alongside him. Kid by the name of Gray. Have you heard of him? I have. I've heard of, I've heard of all of them. 
He was um, he was good, wasn't he? It was exciting to see him, and he's going to be in the mix this season. I think it was was it Bryn Law tweeted that he has to get currently has to get changed in a separate room because he's still he's still a boy, which is quite funny. It just shows to show how, how ridiculously young he is, and it's weird because he looks physically like a boy as well. Truthfully, he's a very slight player, but he really got stuck in, didn't he? He's like he doesn't he doesn't look at all phased by the fact he's playing alongside actual men. So it's good. It was, um, it was Callum Connolly was the number two who came on in the second half of Blackpool and started setting about him. And uh, he was having a go at Amiri, Amari Miller as well. He just seemed to come on and decide to clog as many of our players as possible. I put it down to um, Richard Keogh coming off at half-time and basically saying, I couldn't get near any of them, you'll have to kick them all. Here's a list. But that's what happens when you play a morbidly obese man at professional football. He's, he's not just a footballer though, is he? He's an actor. Did you see his, did, um, yes. wow. his performance in the Blackpool shirt video? Yeah. Tremendous stuff. Which, for anybody who hasn't seen it, it's where this sort of uh, a trunk, a crate, gets wheeled into the dressing room and it tightens into the camera on his and a couple of other idiots' faces. They open the box and it's like that scene. What's the film? John Travolta with the glow. Um, the Tarantino film. I was thinking it was more Brenda's The Lost Ark. Oh, okay. With yeah. that, but with the look of his his horrible face. Um, and they didn't Astonishment. Melt. He was kind yeah. of they're giving it the full... <gasps> yeah, look at a Blackpool shirt but it's um, you know it's fine I'm, I forgot he still existed truthfully yeah. uh, I, I forgot they were in the championship as well I don't think they will be no they looked <laughs> awful didn't they <laughs> look absolutely terrible and they, they, they can't play him because all he really contributed to that first half was that expression after every goal you could see him in the background just berating all the other defenders and they're not going to stand for that for long you can't take that from him you can't move no <laughs> all he can do is just rave at people and roll his eyes around and it's not a good thing and if they carry on like that they'll be down down set pieces were good though two of them early on mm-hmm. maybe our training's actually I know Bielsa used to see set pieces as cheating more or less and he's a, a, an impure way to score a goal but a couple of from this it's nice quick quickly taken free kick Furpost sneaking in down the left and then uh, then sneaking in at the front as well to nod in a Jackie corner yeah it's Furpo with an assist and a goal, and he should have had another assist, but it was offside, wasn't he? Probably. Mm. Are we saying player of the match, player of the season. Well, I mean, I go, was thinking, it, I was thinking, it, I was thinking it was going really well <laughs> for him, and I was thinking, yeah, it looks, it looks good here. He's really involved in the game. Yeah, and then as soon as someone ran at him, he just was on the turf rolling around. They got around. some good players, though, Blackpool. They got some good wingers. <laughs> yeah, bog, bog standard, tricky wingers. Bog standard League One into Championship winger just ghosted past him like he wasn't there, and he lunged at him wildly. Yeah. Let's put it down to pre-season rustiness, shall we? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's when he injured himself when he did that mad lunge. So you got the you got the good and the bad of, of Furpo. Yeah, I like the look of Gelhart actually. I thought he looked really lively. Looked amazing. He always does though, in fairness. But yeah, he looked um he was brilliant in this. I I'd love the way he just uses his arse to such good effect. People always think they're gonna take the ball off him. Then he just swivels his arse into him and goes the other way and they they can never get near. He was a nice assist as well when he he sort of made a mess of it and tripped up over it and then they still, managed to still, st- still did it, didn't they? They managed to steady himself and just, just lay it on a plate for Rodrigo. Yeah, it was good, was that? Furpo didn't travel to Australia for reasons. How uh, dare reason. you? We're skirting past Matteo Joseph's first Leeds goal. Oh, yeah. Well, Mayo Joseph got his first goal for Leeds. There you go. Uh, a brilliant finish. <laughs> Settled by uh, Shackleton as well, wasn't it? Yep. Shackleton I, got in there. I've got to be honest, my interest started to wane a little bit with all the changes. When You know, in the second half, when the game just kind of fell off, so yeah, I was, was only half watching it by that point. It was a terrible second half. So I went into that mode of following it by proxy via Twitter. There was still that fear that it could have turned into a um, a terrace bloodbath like Blackpool's previous match at Southport. It was 
Just that risk of it kicking off was always quite tangible. Was that where, where they were they were fighting, weren't they? Throwing stuff at each other. It was Southport. Basically, it was a friendly at Southport's ground, and I'd say about fifty of the local ten-year-olds uh, <laughs> got progressively braver and braver as the first half went on, and came closer and closer to this big. There's a huge section of closed-off terracing between them and the away end, and they all um, start getting quite large. Um, given that they're all about three foot nothing. It's the, um, the famous uh, Ribble Estuary Derby. And then... Uh, Southport to the south, Blackpool to the north of it. A number of the um, Blackpool, let's say, more experienced uh, crew, I think they, they basically just walked in, in their direction in a sort of vaguely menacing manner. And the video is great. It's like watching Jason and the Argonauts or something and like a big crowd of like hundreds of people retreating. Over a over a hill, and they retreat to a safe distance, and then just start throwing fences to stop the game for a while. But yeah, it's this beautiful, beautiful video of just fifty little Southport rats just sprinting <laughs> away from these big lads, like screaming. It's um, so fortunately there was no repeat of that because York is obviously a much more uh, uh, steady place for Civil- football. Civilized, isn't it? Very civilized. Yeah, this you would never have any kind of pitch battle warfare or celebrations of such in Jorvik. Yes, so um, Firpo hasn't travelled for, well, what we think are injury reasons. He's got see, a knock, hasn't he? Yeah, see how bad that is. Rafa obviously stayed behind because he's off to Barcelona with his little rat friend, Deco. Ailey's still recovering. Um, Bate didn't travel either, did he? Doesn't seem to, I don't know. Which maybe Probably is the way, way he looks miserable. At, uh, the way he looked at Tyler Adams, maybe Jesse's like, I can't, I cannot take that guy. Yeah, he'd already got a hat with corks on and everything. He was yeah. fully ready for that trip. You wouldn't want, how long's a flight to Australia? It's 20 hours, isn't it? You wouldn't want 20 hours with that face, would you? Looking like, what's wrong? That hot, <laughs> that hot sweaty fringe of his, stuck to his forehead. He to take his iPad, didn't he, so he can't watch um, Paw Patrol or whatever on the, on no, the flight. Him. Yeah, it, it does make you think he might be going out yeah. as well. And if we've, if we've bought, do, have we bought, if we settle on JB, is that how we're, we're saying Jarby, it? Jarby, isn't it, that Phil Jarby. was saying? Yeah. yeah, if he's ahead of him in the pecking order now, I guess Bate might just think, well... Fuck this. I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> he could do with a loan because he looks like a good player, but untested. And I think when um, he got that start against his old club uh, in the Premier League, they basically just they tossed him around like they a rag doll. It was awful him, to watch. But, um, him, yeah. The game before that, he, who did he come on against? Arsenal. And he looked all right there, didn't mm-hmm. he? But Arsenal are, you know, rubbish. So yeah. that's fine. And I guess if Archie Gray's starting in midfield ahead of him as well, <laughs> That's probably a bit of a kick in the bollocks. I think he's a good player. I think he needs to just go and play some games. Do you know who else is a good player? Leif Davis. Because he's our left back, isn't he? On this trip. Mm. Yeah. The was, one and only. Would you go out and get a left back? Yes. Right. <laughs> that answered my question. A good one. A good one as well. I think from what we saw of Furpo, it was unconvincing last year, wasn't it? So to have no actual backup to him is a bit worrying. Because Davis didn't play an awful lot, did he, at Bournemouth? Which... I guess they had, they had an option to sign him, didn't they? And then they obviously chose not to take that. So to have someone who Bournemouth don't want being our option at left back feels a little bit of a risk. He wasn't in that team a lot of the time. No. So they, they don't want him because they didn't play him because they didn't think he was right good. Yeah, exactly. But well, good enough for the Premier League. But also looking at like the right-hand side of the pitch, we've obviously got Christensen there, Ailing when he's back, Drama is knocking about at the minute, Stuart Dallas will be an option there. I mean, Dallas is obviously in about a year's time. potentially an option for next year at left back, but that's not going to solve the problem now, is it? I just it feels like we're light there. I'd like I would like to see us go get someone. I mean, I know Strauch had a bit of a game there now and then, and Yelda had a, a bit of a go at it, but they're both centre backs, aren't they? Really, so. Yelda's 
you're not sure. He played, um, he came with this left-back ability, um, kind of trailed as part of the package, and nobody seems to have thought twice about playing him there. You know, Bielsa stuck him straight in. Uh, Everton and Kjeld said since that he, I think he brought him on saying, you're going to play against Scum in the next game. And then he knacked his knee in the last minutes, so that didn't happen. But yeah, everybody seems to think he's a left-back, so maybe that's part of it. But we've always got to have, we've got to always have a little bit of a gamble. We do this every transfer window. I think it was like, oh, we'll, they'll, get a, they'll get a senior keeper. And then Victor Rott is just like, mm, well, <laughs> you, you ain't seen Harry Christie. <laughs> um, I, will, I will say left-back feels like a position where you can probably get away with it more than central midfield. That's why he's doing it. That's why he's testing it. Like central midfield and strikers, which is where we struggled last yeah. year. He's caved in there. You can't, we can't do that again. But you've got to let him have his fun somewhere. <laughs> and this this season it's going to be left back is his little game of roulette. So we can get to January and say, everyone can unanimously agree we need to sign a left back and we can not sign a left back. Yeah, and we'll, we'll bid 25 million for one from Red Bull and they won't let us have him. Because <laughs> we still probably won't have paid for Jean Kevin. Well, the lads are down under now. We've seen some footage of them this morning, Tuesday morning of them... Um... Messing about on the beach, which looks, looks nice. Like that scene in Top Gun. Isn't it pissing it down? Probably. I don't know. It's nice and warm here anyway. But it's not sunny actually when we came in this morning, but it was very much so yesterday. Um, like you, Musk, I, sp- I just slept on the couch last night. Walked into the bedroom. was like, nah, it's too hot in here. Took a sheet downstairs. That'll do. The football, Brisbane Raw, Thursday morning at the Seabus Super Stadium. Not just any old stadium. It's a super one. 27,500 capacity. Rabina, Gold Coast, Queensland. That's all the facts I've got about this game. I delved a bit into Brisbane Raw, actually, which is worth a, uh, a read. They've got kind of a weird shared history with another football club, Brisbane Lions, uh, who might now be Queensland Lions. It goes on a while. There's they contributed this, to sound, didn't they? Yes. Um, and one of them is now Roaring, and that's Brisbane. But they're playing Orange because they were founded by Dutch immigrants in the 50s. That's what I've got. And that's, they, a fact. Uh, that's my fact. And they're one of the few clubs whose Wikipedia pages uh, contains heading for a section called the Fowler era 2019 to 2020 when they were managed by Robbie Fowler mm-hmm. he somehow is granted an era even though when Covid happened he quite understandably um, knocked it all on the head after 22 games so it's 22 games an era I wouldn't say so but I mean how many did I suppose Hockaday didn't get how many did <laughs> The, the era of the dinosaurs. How long were you around for, lads? It's, 22 years. Certainly not as long as like Brian McDermott or someone. And mm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that was an era. I mean, the uh, John Aloisi, who um, who did John Aloisi play for? Coventry, Coventry all the time, didn't he? Uh, he was there for three years. That's a, a, a civilization rising <laughs> and falling. Compared. But yeah, who, who imagined being managed by Robbie Fowler. That's quite a thing, isn't it? Well, they're managed by Warren Moon now, who's mm. 40 years old. He played briefly in Scotland for Queen of the South in the mid-2000s. Is his nickname Button? Yes, it is. And they've got Charlie Austin as well. 32 years old is Charlie Austin. Presumably they, mm. they tried to get Billy Painter and failed. It's mm. funny. Normally, you point a player like that out to me, and I think, it's like Johnny Housen's now, is he 34? And he's talking about, oh, maybe I'll sign a one-year extension at Middlesbrough just do... See if I can keep going for a few months. How was Charlie Austin? Only 32. Mm. He was a much older man. We played against him in League One, didn't we? I mean, yeah. it's that, and that feels, that feels too long ago. Mm. Should we have signed him instead of Billy Painter in retrospect, do you think? He, yeah. Yes. But I think Billy Painter was free, and I think Charlie Austin ended up going for several million pounds. He, I, I just had a look at that. 
because I was asking myself the same question. Apparently, you went to Burnley for one million when we got paid yeah, for but, nothing. But a million, Bates, it was a, a lot million of money. pounds was like, well, we had to wait what another three years to sign Lukey Millions. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you fa- you got to factor in the exchange rate, of course, between here and Swindon. Well, he was then sold for four million after like a couple of seasons or even less. So that's that's where you've really got Bates in the toes at that point, isn't it? That would hurt him. Well, um. This we g- don't think we sold Billy Painter for four million pounds to anybody. This game against the Raw is on Thursday morning, ten forty-five British summer time, eight forty-five PM over there local time. You're going to be watching it. I know you're away, aren't you, Michael? But um, are you going to take your time out of your day to watch some Raw action? I'll, I'll watch the replay of it. I'm sure. I'm, I'm actually. I, I guess we're going to see new players on this, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, be, that's the exciting part. Yeah, I'm Definitely. hoping for a high camera position. Did you not like the um, the constantly zoomed in so you can't see what the fuck's going on? camera position at York it's quite difficult it's the same with um, when you watch the under 23s and you say oh let's see how they the, if there's any exciting young players coming through and it's like well can't really tell <laughs> Kiko Casilla there you go I think it was Sunderland the Sunderland away game last year or the year before but it was completely at pitch level mm. so you you couldn't see anything unless a player ran directly past you you basically were just just watching a blur of legs it was the um, the sunshine in York as well was also a factor it was just like a um, a really uh, pitch level glare. I was just said, kept saying, stop zooming in. Just stop. You've got one camera. Don't zoom in with it. Just keep it so you can see everything. Uh, before we record next as well, we've got the Villa game, part of this um, cup thing that we're in. And C- could uh, apply that in Leeds or Birmingham, couldn't we? Could have, well, at, what, at 5.35 in the morning? That's what Bournemouth will be lobbying for for that uh, bank holiday fixture, won't they? When we come to, uh, that, to that, play them. That'd be fine. You could, you could go out and uh, stay out. Head, head straight to the game from, the, from, from a bar. <laughs> Great. Uh, that's Sunday morning, 5.35 in the morning here. Are you going to be getting up for that? It's unlikely. No. Watch, I'll watch, again, I'll watch the replay of it, yeah. for sure. Because I'm, I'm genuinely uh, intrigued to see how we set up. The, Sun, the Suncorp Stadium. Is it Corp or Core? I can't decide. Suncorp um, Stadium. Give it its full name, Suncorporation. Right. At Lang, at Lang Park in Brisbane, known as the Cauldron. Um, something to do with witches, I think, that one. Uh, home of Brisbane Broncos. They play rugby league. Queensland Maroons, also rugby league. Queensland Reds. Rugby Union. Those are my Wikipedia skimmed facts. It's a bit of a shame that it's against Aston Villa, isn't it? Especially at that time. You wouldn't get up if it was somebody exciting. Like Crystal Palace. Well, we'll save that, we'll save that for next week. We've got all that to come. Remember when we, we went on tour to... Uh, there was one game in Australia in when Venables took over. That's somewhere we played Colo Colo, the champions mm. of Chile. That's a game. That's you wake up and, wow, I want to watch us play Colo Colo. They've got a great badge as well of Colo Colo. Mm. But um, I mean, who even plays for Aston Villa now? It's lots of boring people. I know Gary McAllister will be there. That's nice. But our mate Tyrone Mings, well, he's our mate now, isn't he? Exactly. After his um, kept us up, didn't he? Match saving challenge against Burnley. And a, I think a Wolves trying to buy Nathan Collins from Burnley, one of our other heroes. Didn't he do the handball that helped us? Yes, he did. Up? He was and he was pretty terrible every time I watched um, Burnley play. He was like conspicuously awful. So if they can put him in Wolves' defence, that would help. Yes. I think we're all done there, aren't we? That's the, the pre-season up to this point. We'll cover off Crystal Palace next week because that is uh, 10 days away yet. At Optus Stadium in Perth where we played before against Scum three years ago. Remember that? Happy memories. Yeah. Do you know what though? We got dicks that game and then went and won the championship, didn't we? So, so we're going to do the mm. same again? Don't worry about pre-season too much. Only worry about it when you're doing well yeah. and say that's indicative no, of how the season will go. Are you factoring in getting dicked by Ajax last summer? I don't even remember that, to be perfectly honest. 
Yeah, we, I, uh, I do. Oh, no, I like do. No, three I, nil up no, after I about do 10 minutes. Yes, no, you're right. I do just remember that. In the lucky blue kit, weren't we again? Yeah. It's one of those games. I mean, I was in full, just ignore this preseason. Doesn't matter mode at that point, but in retrospect, perhaps it did matter. If, the answer's fact, preseasons weren't good, though, were they? No, they never were. So it, it was that thing of like, we'll be all right on the opening day. We'll. Mm you should see us, we'll, we'll go to Old Trafford and we'll be flying out the blocks. Well, that's <laughs> it, because we'd used that being dicked in Australia by scum as evidence, like we went on and, and won the league. So like the, the bigger the defeat to Ajax, the better. <laughs> but it didn't quite turn out that way. The lucky blue kit, we finally won in it against Blackpool. That's the only game we've ever won in open play in that kit. There you go. And it's the kit we'll probably start the season in because the new ones are never arriving. Yeah, I was going to say, it hasn't been revealed yet, has it? They have to show us it before we play... Uh, um, Brisbane Raw. Otherwise, I think Charlie Austin has, has declared in, I'll put it in clickbait style, Charlie Austin sends kit message to lead over uh, de- <laughs> delayed reveal. Um, yes, he's uh, he's broken his silence on Leeds United's lack of shirts. He I says that if they don't wear clothes, he won't play. <laughs> I remember his playing at York in pre-season with gaffer tape over the sponsors, so... That's always an option as well. Well, yeah, wasn't it? Um, Bielsa's first preseason, we were in training kit uh, for a, a game of the Kit Kat Crescent. It's mm. um, kind of quirky. Just before we do get the kit revealed, then, because that'll obviously happen after we finish recording this. But before we do it next time, predictions for the home kit. White. Yep. Are you happy about mentioning training kit about the new training kit sponsor? Your old mates. Astonish. You sell out. Yeah, you, you probably weas- you weaseled some stuff out of them, didn't I got, you? I got a box. It must have been there. Must have been at least eight pounds of cleaning products in that. You'll do anything for a clean kitchen. I know. I know. It, people are taking the piss of it a bit, but you, but you don't rather have a brand that you actually know what they are as a sponsor. Like I would take them over Spotop. Spotop, who, as far as I can tell, don't really exist. Hmm. Like I don't know. I, if I want to buy some astonished things, which I do, in fairness, home bargains, good prices too. You're just dangling for them for free, aren't you? <laughs> Yeah. I want to buy them, but I can't quite find my wallet. <laughs> really going for the blue chip market there, my, my local store just doesn't stock my favourite varieties of Astonish. I want all the bleach, bleach. I, can, I can drink. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that seems fine, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and High Sense are back as well on the East Stand. to watch... Um, High Sense make good tellies. The, the banner is back on the side of the East Stand, by the way. Really, really some of the best some of the best tellies, I was going to say that TV that we you can't see it in the studio, but that is a, it's a 32-inch, my old lounge, it lounge be, telly. It's like 20 years old, isn't it? Something. Oh, something like that. Crazy. It's got a massive board on the outside. We could use a really big... Get yourself a new Hisense telly, put Heathers on, and then get a big delivery of bleach. Yes. See how you feel. There we go. That wraps up this week's... Don't week. drink bleach. <laughs> It's Just because they did it in a Hollywood film. <laughs> it's sad that sad that we've got to spell this out to you, but please don't. I used um, to do a good impression of, uh, what's he called? Is it Christian Slater? Yeah. You just spend it going around going... I mean, it works better on video than yeah. it does on the audio version. But... Tune in. I Thanks, don't think I mean, like a Sunday League uh, midfielder. We're not, we're not going to top that. Thank you, Moscow. <laughs> Thank you for watching and listening. We'll see you in a bit. Bye-bye. The Square Ball Podcast. 
it. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 